All right, AOA podcast back for another episode. Frankie C in the house. What's happening? Uh, here's what's going on. Ghislaine Maxwell's teaching etiquette classes in prison. What? Uh, Prince Harry's book came out. We have a bunch of shocking revelations. Oh. We just lost Jeff Beck. That's a shock. That was a shocker. That was that out of was. nowhere. Yeah, very sad. Legendary guitarist Jeff Beck. We'll talk about him momentarily. Uh, George Santos getting some pressure from the Long Island GOP to resign. Rachel Ray might lose her show. WWE rumors. What? And so much more. All on this episode, Frankie. See, how about that? Sounds good. Are we joining the WWE? That would be wonderful. Right? That would be a dream come true, I think. Get our asses kicked. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? That's worth it. I get to, I can get beat up by somebody. I think that would be good. Throwing around a ring? What the hell? <laughs> Aches and pains and falling, that's basically what my 40s have been so far. So yeah. I don't... You pop a couple Advil or leave or something, and you, you're good to go. All right, Ghislaine Maxwell in in in, in nothing matters. The file this in nothing matters anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference, right? Uh, teaching and hosting etiquette classes for inmates where she is serving time down in Tallahassee, Florida. She has been preaching about women's empowerment, women's empowerment, talking about maintaining high moral standards. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Hosting classes twice a week, up to 40 minutes. The course teaches three principles of etiquette, focusing on respect, consideration, and honesty. It's funny. Trafficking is not in there. I thought that would Yeah, that's not a subject. Yeah. That would be covered, I guess. Sources tell the Daily Mail that the four-week program covers having good manners, how to talk, dress, and carry yourself in a job interview. Oh. Because how many job interviews has she been on you think <laughs> maybe just the one i don't know uh excuse me professor say i'm in a interview and they ask me if i ever trafficked women how would you answer well, you, that i mean you want to be truthful but yeah i mean that's not really something you list on a resume say you have a great resume but your rap sheet on the other hand is a problem how would you approach should if i could fit it all on one sheet Resume and rap sheet or two-sided? What do I do there? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's re- re- preaching about women's empowerment. She's sure, sure. got to empower those women or traffic them is, is probably her other <laughs> other class that she I mean, Professor, by empowerment, do you mean traffic? Because I'm a little confused. Yeah, I think you're mixing up your uh, your verbs there. <laughs> do you know what empowerment means? What the hell? We have to empower women to give massages to billionaires. Now, right. everybody, open up page three. With books. their boobs hanging out. Show, yeah. That's class number one. You put that big picture up and you go, this is the opposite of empowering. Just so yeah. you're aware. I did this for this moment. <laughs> that would be like having George Santos teach an ethics course. I mean, at this point. What the hell? I- Might as well. We might as well just go on and do whatever the hell we want. Nothing matters. Yeah. Uh, Also, I want to say this. There is no truth to the rumor that this is an accredited course from Trump University. 
that's been investigated. Is that debunked? And been debunked, yes. All right. Yeah. Because, again, there's anybody who shouldn't be running a university. Uh, Trumpy Trump. I mean, I can't imagine. What is she teaching? Like, what? I guess, yeah, self. But how? how is that even? Who's taking the class seriously and going, yeah, this is. I bet people are taking the class going, this is probably going to be hilarious. Yeah, pro- yeah, probably, right? They're all there for the goof. The goof, because it's like, why am I listening to you? But was there no? I mean, I don't know who approves prisoner-led classes in prison. Warden? I hope. Probably the warden, right? Did the warden not go, mm, why don't we try knitting? Can we put a class on irony next door? Just <laughs> Or right across the hall? Right. So, you know, you should be... Right. Caught up on one or the other, I guess. Yeah, it just it feels uh, disingenuous, I guess, if you will. Yeah, no, it's. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, why? Because she's British. Is that? Well, I was just gonna say that. Like, I think they they probably here comes this young lady. She speaks with a British accent. She's like, I want to teach an etiquette class. They're like, All right, I guess so. She must know how to drink with your pinky up. We're not going to let Maybell from Tennessee do it, so we might as well give it to Ghislaine, I guess. I mean, women empowerment. That's that's the that's the the, the laughable freaking thing that she's teaching. Let me ask you a question. How what is, is more what's more classy, Ghislaine or Gislaine? Cuz that's the two pronunciations of her name. You think she rolled in there and was like, "Everybody, I want you to call me Gislaine." As I she, she wrote it on the board and everybody like laughed at it and Yeah. The correct pronunciation. That is ridiculous. How to carry yourself in a job interview. You made a good point. Like how many, I don't think she's ever been on a job interview. Right? I mean, she's, however old she is, she was with Epstein since, what, the 90s? Or Yeah, she went from her dad to like Epstein. That's not really, you know. And then after she left Epstein, she was a millionaire? Mm-hmm. What do you think? She work, Where does she work after? She didn't work. She didn't work ever. So what, what are we what are we doing here? <laughs> What's happening here? If the person you're interviewing with asks if you can keep a secret, you say yes. Class See? dismissed. Boom. Tomorrow we'll work on international passports. Right. Um. So good for Galena. I'm happy that she's got a good old uh, big career going there. Oh, God. Uh, Prince Harry, Frankie C. I didn't think I would care as much about Prince Harry post Netflix bomby, awful documentary, but I do. Okay. He took up a considerable amount of time on the podcast here on Monday. It was a great episode. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, go back and listen to it. Um, His book came out yesterday, and now we have some of the revelations around the book, more so than we even talked about on Monday's podcast, which I kind of find interesting. What what did uh, what did you discover? The memoir, by the way, is called Spare. It's available everywhere. Uh, oh, we so, talked... we're not... so he's aware of that nickname. Yes. We're not saying we're... this isn't a nickname we all made up behind his back. Right. Correct. Okay. Got yeah. It. I'm surprised he didn't just go off and call it Spare Tire because that's what I like to call him behind his back when he's not around. I go, did Spare Tire call? Because I don't have time for him today. It's a little more creative, I guess. That's, I mean, that's uh, by the way, that is what most of the royal family say uh, every day. They go spare tire around. What is, what's he up to today? Was that what they say? Yeah, I think they call him spare tire. It's messed up. 
It is, but it's. You know, they're I think they found that because when they went to the drive and he they, he hid in the trunk because they didn't want to pay the extra fee. There you go. Or is that my life? Uh, all right, a couple things we learned, and I find this sad. He and his brother begged his father not to marry Camilla. Wow. Yeah. They pleaded. They wanted to support him. They were happy to have Camilla around, but they just didn't want him to marry her. Do we know why? Um. Well, he cheated on, I don't know, for those who don't know the story, he cheated on Diana with Camilla, right? Okay, but they supported her. They liked having her around, but not marry her. Yeah, because I think they kind of felt like, you know, keep keep the memory of mom. You know, you did this awful thing. You got divorced, which was a no, no in the royal family to begin with. You know, so there's two things right off the bat you're being a douchebag for and maybe just don't get married. And they begged him. They both begged him. So they begged him. It's not just about marrying her. It was about don't get married, period. Yeah. Ever again? Well, I think maybe don't don't marry her. Because I think Charles was like, this is my girl. I'm going to be with her forever. And they were like, all right. Well, that, but that's also the thing that broke up your relationship with our mother, which then made her, drove her away from the royal family, which eventually put her in a car, which eventually mm. killed her. So maybe don't um, add insult to injury. Put salt on the wound by marrying this woman. I mean, it's a little... Okay. I mean, that's not horrible. That's not, I don't think that's a horrible thing. But it breaks my heart to read that because, like, you know, I mean, him and his brother, you know, had, like, a bond. And uh, they went through a tragic, awful thing, oh, you know? of course. Absolutely. Well, I get that. Um, I don't know why, but I'm feeling for Prince Harry these last couple of days. I don't, I don't know. What, maybe I'm going through some stuff, Frank. I'm not sure. But everything I'm reading, I'm like, I feel... I feel bad from it for him, you know. And what else? What else was in there that uh, all right tugged um, at your heartstrings? Yeah, there was. We talked about the leaks from the family. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of those. Um. Uh, he says that Charles and sometimes Camilla were approving damaging press leaks about Harry and William. On one occasion, Harry writes. Charles advised by a spin doctor cooperated with the tabloids on a story about Harry and drugs to bolster his own faltering reputation. No more the unfaithful husband. Pa would now be presenting to the world as he harried single dad coping with a drug addled child, says the book. Much later in 2019, Harry writes, William was seething because Pa and Camilla's people had planted a story uh, or stories about him and Kate and the kids, and he wasn't going to take it anymore. Give Pa and Camilla an inch, he said. They take a mile. So they they made up stories, or they they published, or they okayed stories about them, right? That they didn't want to. They were leaking, like they were like working with the press, being like, "Okay, here you can this this is a story you can say." Sources, jeez, that's, and the, that's yeah, that's scumbaggy, super scumbaggy. We, you know, when when the the Oprah interview came out, I said, like, I wonder who the real piece of shit is. It's one of a few people. It's Charles. It's maybe the Queen herself. And then over time, we heard like about the bond between the Queen and Harry, even when as he was leaving, and you kind of like lean towards, you know, what I think Prince Charles is a dick, and we kind of saw that in a couple of days. 
who isn't a dick? And you know, I mean that. You got Charles. You got the brother. Major dick. Yeah. Um, while Prince Harry was in Afghanistan, he had twenty five kills. And um, this information leaked. He didn't want it getting out there, but he put it in the book because he didn't want. Um, this was he was on Colbert talking about this. He didn't want, you know, veterans to feel bad about what they've done, because obviously that's a tough pill to swallow, killing twenty five people. Right. You know. Um, so hey, he why would put, veterans feel bad? Um, because they the uh, royal family leaked a story to one of the tabloids in Britain that he was bragging about how many people he killed over there. Oh, oh, that he was bragging. And he was like, uh, you know, he's like, listen, and, and they leaked. So it wasn't public information until the royal family leaked this tabloid story. So he wasn't out there talking about how many people he killed. They leaked it. And then in order for him to be like, well, like, it's out there now. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. He wanted to own it because he didn't want people. He didn't want it to look like he was cowering from what he did because he fought, felt like that would be a bad message to other veterans because he's done a lot of work with veterans actually since uh he served in the royal army uh so i kind of felt bad for him with that whole thing imagine being in the army and serving with you you just look over it's prince harry yeah you're like holy what am i supposed to like i I mean you got to protect everybody i guess but like you got like special protection. I'd feel great if I looked over and saw Prince Harry. I'd be like, oh, whew, we're gonna we're be not okay. going anywhere serious. Yeah. Like, hey, he killed twenty five people. He had to be in some shit. I mean, that's the weird part about it. You'd think he'd be doing like celebrity detail, you know, like show up, take the pictures, hold man, the gun was, for a little while. Apparently, he was in it, man. He was in the shit. He that's was something. in the shit. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Um, he said he suffered anxiety and panic attacks and uh, PTSD. After uh, his time in uh, in the can't, war, can't blame yeah. him. Yeah, and that he didn't want to like do any public speaking and whatever, whatever. And basically, that was his whole that's his whole job as a royal is public speaking. Yeah, but he doesn't have to talk about literally everything. No, but he had to so. he had to appear in the public and sure. Oh, he didn't want to. Oh, he just didn't want to public speak at all. Yeah, I see. He would get anxiety attacks. Jacebs comes at this particular moment in the in the revelation of Prince Harry. A trip to the North Pole left Harry with some discomfort. Upon arriving home, he said, I'd been horrified to discover that my nether regions were frost nipped as well. And while the ears and cheeks were already healing, the Todger wasn't. So his dick got frostbite. Not the Todger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. He I mean, tried. It, he uh, tried some home mean? remedies like applying Elizabeth Arden cream. They did not work. He saw a doctor for frozen cock syndrome. Yeah, apparently. I mean, how do you? Uh, can, was it? Could he use it? Like he had to go to the bathroom. I'm, well, I think I he's fine imagine. now. Yeah, yeah. He's all like, right while, now. While that's happening, while it's frozen, you have to go to the bathroom. That can't be easy. I mean, I've had some scary moments. You know, like I, I broke my leg when I was a kid. I remember that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I Like, I remember like, oh, this this is not right. They're very like scary kind of moments when you ever like you ever do something. You're like, oh, my God, is this going to be OK? 
Like giving birth? Yep. Go ahead. I've never had that with Sorry. my with your penis? My penis. Yeah, I would be terrified. <laughs> I mean, I've seen like the uh you know how people's fingers they get frostbitten, they turn like black and and it's not yeah. it's not great. And some of them like there's no blood, they they have to be removed or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how severe it was for him, but I can't imagine the pain. It had to be a little painful. I, I mean, I think everything is severe. Um, my friend is a nurse, and two things, because um, it's like a running joke. Every time I see her, I'm like, um, all right, how many penises have you seen lately? Because she was an ER nurse, so, you know. Um so she would see them quite often. Two things about the penis. One is, <laughs> I know a lot of that, but just, just about this specific instance. One thing is the two, the two most, the top two reasons that guys came in for the ER for the penis was this one is that um, they broke it during sex, like the actual. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, I wouldn't say sh I just like shaft, okay. And then another thing is, um, and you guys are gonna have to watch out because it starts after 40 years old. Oh. Um, and then would have like these mini heart attacks while having sex. That has nothing to do with the penis. Sorry, look at Anthony's face, he's like, What? <laughs> What's worse? The breaking a, of the penis, I guess. No, the breaking of the penis. Like, you'd can rather I tell have a you, broken penis than a heart attack. I would. I was <laughs> just gonna say the amount of people telling me broken penis stories in the last five years is utterly ridiculous. Right. Uh, so, you really heard that, uh, that many broken penis stories? Yeah, mm -hmm. and every one of them is awful. And like it's the worst good. ones are, we were having sex. It, it, we jam it got jammed. I couldn't really finish. And then the next time there's two versions. And then the next time I was having sex, it was very painful. Like it was very painful. The next time I had erection or they'll be like, it started to turn purple. And then, and it's just like every bit of it makes me want to kill myself. Right. Broken penis has got to be the worst. I'd rather have a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> uh. Because I mean, they could can, can they have to be able to fix that, right? Yeah, they can fix. I mean, I don't know if it can be. Fi I mean, I think in some cases it has to be fixed, but a lot of the times it like you just you gotta it's just let week. it heal. Yeah. Ugh. And like every time you get a boat, like I think I saw a fact on this is a TikTok fact, so take it for what you will. That guys get like eleven to fifteen erections oh, hold while on they sleep. Sorry. Yep. I mean, could you imagine having a broken penis and having a broken penis erection at night? I mean, it would be up every f 10 minutes. Wait. Up and down every, every 15 times during the night? One night? Yeah. You get you, from like 11 to 15 times on average, a guy gets an erection at night. That seems, that seems like a high number. That seems like it makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I mean, all right. I wonder who studied that. Oh, there it is. Somebody. <laughs> Write it down. Got one. Yeah, somebody did. Just somebody definitely. Sleep. Yeah. yeah, watched you sleep and recorded the erections.
I just got one of the. I was talking about this last episode. These stupid watches tells me how I'm sleeping. I, I'm gonna see if there's an erection. There uh, might be a setting on there. An erection might be tracker. hard to find though. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. So I mean, broken penis stories. I just I feel like I've been hearing more and more about them. That seems awful. I can't even. I, like, cause it's not like a broken arm, a bone, like it's cartilage and blood. Like yeah. what's, I mean, I guess your cartilage is breaking. I heard one guy telling a story. This wasn't, I forget. It was a video or something that, that somebody had sent me. And the guy goes, I heard the snap. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. And he's like, and it was just not sitting right. He goes, and the pain wasn't going away. And then it just started like filling with blood is how he described it and turning like purple. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is just terrible. Mm-hmm. But did he finish? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's where the worst part. Ah, uh, damn it. You got that backup going now for the next nine months of your life. One guy his said penis it was, was like purple and his balls were blue. Yeah, one guy told the story. He's like, it was nine months until it healed. It was. It took him like nine months. Could you imagine being out of out of? I mean, I just I can't. No, I won't let my wife go on top anymore because of it. You can get away. Yeah, <laughs> oh god. When I do, I put her in one of those bungee things, so I know it'll. You know, that's not gonna help. That no, it makes me feel better though. All right, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, would you blow so. me? I'm shaking. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary. Yeah, nobody wants to think about a broken penis. No, it's not. Ugh. Even when you say next, it. Next, next, next. Next topic. Okay. Um, <laughs> Megan convinced him to return to therapy. Um, so it's good that he's going to therapy, I guess. Okay, that's good. Uh, um, one evening during their courtship, Meg said something I took the wrong way. So I snapped at her, spoke to her harshly, cruelly. Megan left the room. I went and found her upstairs. She was sitting in the bedroom. She was calm, but said in a quiet, level tone that she would never stand for being spoken to like that again. She wanted to know where it came from. I don't know, I said. Where did you ever hear a man speak like that to a woman? Did you overhear adults speak that way when you were growing up? I cleared my throat, looked away, and said yes. Harry told Megan he'd tried therapy, but it hadn't helped. No, she told him, try again. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this made me sad. This was the one that was like, uh, this was very, very sad to me. This is the exchange between Harry and Prince, and uh, well, Prince Charles at the time, when he announced his intention to marry Meghan. Mm-hmm. Charles said, does she want to carry on working? Um, Harry said, um, I don't know. I wouldn't think so. I expect she'll want to be with me doing the job, you know, which would rule out her being on suits since they film in Toronto. Right. He goes, hmm, I see. Well, darling boy, you know there's not enough money to go around. Prince Harry stared, wondered what he was banging on about. He explained or tried to, I can't pay for anyone else. I'm already having to pay for your brother at Catherine." So Harry writes, Pa didn't financially support Willie and me and our families out of any L-A-R-G-E-S-S-E. Largess. Largess. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh, like a like a, a favor. Okay. 
that was his job. That was the whole deal. We agreed to serve the monarch, go wherever we were sent to, do whatever we were told, surrender our autonomy, keep our hands and feet in the gilded cage at all times. And in exchange, the keepers of the cage agreed to feed and clothe us. But it wasn't about money, of course. Pa might have dreaded the rising cost of maintaining us, but what he really couldn't stomach was someone new dominating the monarchy, grabbing the limelight, someone shiny and new coming in and overshadowing him. So it was just he wanted to be the center of attention. That's, I mean, any, no matter who he marries, it's going to be a big deal. No? Right. But I, but I mean, to have your own oh, father be, yeah. be like, I can't, I want you to do the whole the whole shtick, but I can't like to have your father be jealous of your future wife and spitefully be like, well, I'm not going to be able to, you're not going to be financially supported, which is ridiculous because they have like gajillions of dollars. Yeah, yeah absurd uh, amount of money. Yeah, and and there's like ninety, you know, ninety hundred people. Like my kids say that, like 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 ninety hundred. There's like 90, 100 people working in that royal family. Yeah, no, that's kind of fucked up. Ooh, what the hell? God bless you. Bless you. Jay Sabs either Thank sneezed you. or stepped on a mouse. I'm not quite sure what happened. Or the mouse sneezed. Mm. While mm. Jay Sabs was stepping on it. Right. Right. <laughs> no, that's, that's kind of messed up. I mean... He that breaks so my heart. Again, I don't yeah. know if I'm on... I don't know what's going on with me today, but... I read that and I was like, my heart. Are you getting your period? I might be getting. I might be. Yeah. Are you wearing? Are you wearing your period underwear? I'm. I'm menstruating. Yeah. Um. I don't yeah. know that. That just that tugged my my heartstrings. So I mean, he. So basically, he just didn't come out and say, "I don't support this marriage." He said, "You can get married, but we're not uh, putting you up financially." I mean, no, but, but the he fact, didn't say. Is it because but he didn't come the, out and say, "I don't want you to be ma to marry her," right? He, or did he? Well, I mean, that's kind of what he's saying, right? Like, oh, is she going to work? Well, I can't financially support. Like, he's basically just like putting up all the roadblocks. Like, all right, right, you can get married if you want to, but you're not getting this, and I can't cut off. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the equivalent um, of. Yeah, marry Herbert and you're cut off. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I think it's because it's that scene that she did in the... Um, New 902 and L show. What do you think? Was she naked? No, remember she 
I pointed it out um, where it was the like, no, it wasn't the opening scene, but it was one of the first scenes where she's like um, blowing some dude in the front seat at a high school. Hmm. I mean, but then you that just could be to... it. That could they... be it. That might be it. Yeah, they can't be uh, as uh, as uh, you know as perfect as Prince Andrew, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but that's acting, right? I mean, everybody kind of knows that. They should know that. Yeah, and for the 12 people that saw that episode. I... Oh, oh, oh. There was a lot of people. We were all ready for it. Were you? We. All right. We. Did you end up watching the rest of that? Is it even still going, that series? No, it's not. So how how long did it get? About eight, nine inches. Nice. Hi-o. Well done. I think it had two two seasons. Two seasons. Right. You know what it is? It's like nothing's going to be as good as the original, so don't even try. I, I hate try. Name me, name me one remake that was better than the original. Terminator 2. TV show. I can't even name a remake. I don't know why. Um, I was happy to see Saved by the Bell the college years, to be honest with you. It's not a remake, original, though. though. I guess not. This was supposed to be a remake or just a like a separate oh, story. I got one. Oh wait, no. It was, what if it's it a remake? It? What if it's a TV show adaptation of a movie? Does that count? Uh, let me hear it. Weird Science. Oh God! Bye. Whoever number one, how is maybe that your brother? Be maybe your brother watched that, Frank. Not this first. That's not going to be better than the movie. Right. Because no one's ever heard of it. Well, it gave us Lisa. What's her name? Angel? Lisa Angel? That was the show that gave us Lisa Angel. She, Who's Lisa Angel? She was the hot girl that got me through the 90s. Got him through the 90s. Hey, yep. Google it. <laughs> that's going to be a real. Oh, Cobra Kai. There you go. People in the. But that's the not chat. a remake. I mean, like, it's like it's you have to. Well, how many. Re... Name another remake. Um, I can't even name a remake. It's either a sequel or yeah. a, a spinoff. You know, I can't name like they actually took the characters and tried to do it again. I mean, the Connors. Wait, didn't they do that with the Honeymooners with Cedric the Entertainer? They made a movie. Oh, was it a movie? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, they're a spin. I mean, a remake. They remake movies all the time, but tv shows i i can't think of of another tv show that they brought back with like the same characters beth said the mickey mouse club to which dennis responded how old are you beth <laughs> <laughs> the mickey mouse club they remade that like we wouldn't have justin timberlake and britney spears i don't think if it wasn't for the mickey mouse club oh no well, so there you go done do they even have the mickey mouse club anymore Mm, I don't think so. M-I-C. See you real soon. See, Frazier. Frazier's a spinoff. A-E-Y. Why? Because I love you. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to be in the fucking Mickey Mouse Club. Fuck. Oh, my Who God. Let's reboot it and let me be on it. Yeah. Uh, if you if you know the people in charge, go for it. I know people who know people. I think you'd be great inside the Minnie Mouse costume, J-Sebs. That's me personally. I think you'd be outstanding. Hey. 
Fresh Prince. There's a re- that's a remake. Ugh. That but is a remake. But nobody watched it. That's a remake though. The same character, right? Same yeah. General plot. No, Jason's point stands. No, there's not been a good remade TV show. Well, that's the thing. I can't even think of uh, Mad About You would be a sequel and I don't even think everybody saw that. They made it's that on... over? Exactly. It's on some weird uh, at, you know, whatever streaming service that nobody's ever heard of. That's why nobody uh, sees it. By the way, I want to point out something. You know, there's um, podcasts that I watch on YouTube, right? But last okay. night, I decided while I was cleaning up, because, you know, I'm a slave to my house at nine o'clock at night. While I was cleaning up, I was going to put on a different podcast. And I put on the episode where. Frank and his wife reviewed White Lotus, the final episode. Oh, interesting. So I listened to them as I cleaned. Don't you think very that's nice. nice of me? That's very nice. <laughs> thank you, you for, nice. <laughs> thank you for being a fan. <laughs> did you watch White point. Lotus? Did you watch yes, the whole I did. Ah. Did you agree with what we were saying? Um yes and no, but I think I was really pissed off at the ending. So Oh, so was I. Yeah. Yeah, right. Was very um, all right. So, Deborah Carson has, I think, the winner. I should be shot in the face for not getting what Deborah said, right? What'd she say? The Office. That's a remake, and oh. it's probably. I never saw the the British version. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? I haven't either, so I cannot compare. But they only they only did one season of the British version, and <clears throat> the American version had how many seasons? Seven, eight, nine, nine. I think they did three seasons of the original. It was it three? Yeah, check that. I, I think it was three. But that, but uh, Deborah's got. I mean, I, I don't know how that went past all of us. I mean, that's ridiculous. Darn yeah. it! Yeah, that's the winner. I think two seasons. I mean, it's not even close. And the and the British one, everybody goes. Oh, the British one's really good. It's okay. Never Nothing beats it. the English one. Nothing. Nothing. There you go. That's the it's winner. Not even close. Good job. Good yeah. job, Deborah Carson. Way to go, Deb. All right, what's next? What do we got? Um, that is it. Other than William didn't want Harry to be the best man at his wedding. Who did he want? He said that he he didn't want him to be the best man because he didn't want him to give the best man speech. He was afraid to hand him a live microphone. Ooh. Jeez. Yeah. I would have just said no speeches. We're not doing speeches. Yeah, that's the move, right? Just no speeches. No speeches. We're skipping yeah. that. It's all right. Don't, we just don't, don't want that. Don't you in our hate way. when you're at a wedding and either the best man speech or the maid of honor speech is just so long, and like they have like these personal jokes in it, and you're like, "Can we just fucking get this going?" I went to a wedding. Am I where the only I, one? I, I went to a wedding where it? the person's father, I think, it was the groom's father gave a speech that was the Ugh. best man the maid of honor and then the groom's father decided to get take the mic and it went on no kidding for about 20 minutes oh wow and we were all standing there like leaning on each other like holding our drinks like oh, i can't didn't the dj come in with like nobody came in with nothing music no music like to usher them off stage like the do like the shows. oscars no yeah. nobody did that 
that would have been <laughs> should have started playing bad bunny it's like okay time to go now that, guy. that would have been everybody would have tipped that dj it was right. awful we were just all standing like what the hell you would think that wedding crashers would would have corrected a lot of that like i think that scene where he's like no you don't know what how to give a maid of honor speech like do it this way and she just says no and she goes up there and just eats it yeah and then and even that speech was what a, a minute and a half yeah yeah that's the way to do it best man maid of honor speech you've got five minutes tops not even that's tops. that's pushing it yeah Tops. get up there I love you guys the best. You tell maybe one small story of how you guys know each other forever. You go yep. to the bride and groom, and then you sit your ass down. Yep. That's that. Yeah, 100%. That's the end of that. But people what don't else? get that. People make it about them where you got to understand it's about the 150 people in the room who want yes. to eat their dinner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's messed up. I can't. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember speeches during. Did anybody give a speech during your? I wasn't at JSAB's wedding. I wasn't invited. Right. Oh, that's good because I wasn't invited to Frankie C's. So. Oh, I forgot. That's right. I'm trying to. Did anybody give speeches? At, did your brother talk at your wedding? I don't even remember. At my wedding? Yeah. Yeah. He did. Uh, was he, he gave drunk? a speech. <laughs> oh, I remember. He got up there and went. The reason he got drunk was because he didn't eat anything all day because he was nervous about giving the speech. And then when he got to the wedding, he had like two drinks or whatever. He gave the speech and then he drank on an empty stomach. I don't remember him giving the speech. Yeah. And then and Aaron's sister gave the maid of honor speech. They both they both did a speech. It was short. I don't remember that. They didn't they didn't drag on. I were good would love to see pictures of your brother from that night because I've never seen him drunk ever. I didn't I've even, never see even it. seen him tipsy. How about that? I've seen Oh, I've seen drunk. Frank's brother drunk plenty. It's quite a scene. No, I've never seen him. I've never seen him drunk. One of the earliest great Frank's brother drunk story is we go to a baseball game. We go to the old oh, Shea Stadium. The Mets game. Oh. And him and I don't even know who else. It doesn't even matter. It was me, you, him, and one of his friends. So, and one of his friends. That we all know. And I think, I don't even know. Did you and I have driver's licenses yet? I think we might have had yeah, learner's no, permits. Oh, we did? I think we were. I think either it was either learner's permits or we, we were we were like just newly licensed. Yeah, and, and no way capable of driving, especially at night. And Frank had to drive home because drive. Frank's brother and his friend got shit-faced off of I don't even know what it was. I remember them beer. filling water bottles with beer or something. I don't remember what they had, but they had a cooler and something. They drank, and then they had beer at the stadium, and then I had to drive everybody home. Could you imagine brother, being able to bring a water bottle, though, into a stadium? Like, that would wow. never happen This today. was a long time ago. Now All you're right. dating yourself. Anyway, you know that, right? they get so sloshed during the game. We're leaving the game. And I just remember Frank's brother refusing to walk a foot without high-fiving everybody oh. in his purview. So everybody that was leaving. Yeah. Oh. He's not normally, but this was, this was a special occasion, I guess. Everybody on the way out. A crowded Shea Stadium. We're all filing out <laughs> into the parking lot. Yeah. And he had a high five, literally everyone. Everybody, sixty thousand people. You got to get high five, high five, high five. Yeah. I remember there were people that did, did not want to high five him, 
They're just ah, ah you suck. High five, high five, high five. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I remember. I'm like, somebody's just gonna take. I'm like, he's gonna talk to somebody's girlfriend or wife, and he's somebody's just gonna fucking drop him right here. And I'm like, I just remember thinking in my head, there's nothing we can do about it. It's going to be one punch. It's going to be over before it starts, and the guy's going to walk away, and we're going to have to pick him up. Just and have to carry him back to the car. Carry him, yeah. But we get into the car, and we drive. I'm driving us home, and of course he pukes out the side of the car. Oh. And when I get home, it's now it's just me and him. We uh, we go home. I get him out of the car. I get him into bed. First, I had to get him to the bathroom so he could puke again. <laughs> <laughs> then I get him to bed. I had to get him under the covers, and then I had to go outside and hose off the car. This was all covered in puke. Yeah, those yeah. good early. Yeah, I've done days. that twice. <laughs> it was fun. Were you, you the one? Off your car? No, Janine was the one who. You were the one who puked during the the winery. I don't even know if we've ever told that story. I think we might be saving that story. It's too good. Puking at the old winery. Mm, I don't you, remember if we have or not. We might have like mentioned it, but ugh. I don't think we ever have because I think it's the because I think there is there's photographs of it. So I think we should maybe next year's Christmas special. I think we should do a show at our winery. We'll go out there. We'll have a, okay. we'll make a day of it. And we'll just do a, you know, we'll do a show. That I'm definitely the, in at one of the tables while we get hammered. We'll see if we can get what was his name? Gene the machine or something. The guy Gene the singing machine. Gene, the singing machine. Poor bastard. Never saw it coming. Um, Well, that's it. That's my Harry stuff. You feel bad? Am I being a... Pussy. <laughs> okay, thank I mean, you. It, this, you know, the stuff that, like his father saying, you're cut off if you marry her, that sucks. I bet you he doesn't ask his wife if they can have sex. I bet he just plows her like every other normal human husband in the world. Oh, okay. Do you you know we do you want to circle back to that? Time yeah. We got yeah, I do. All right. Hold on. First, uh, rest in peace, Jeff Beck. We lost the great Jeff Beck today. Yeah, that is out of nowhere. Don't know Jeff who Beck. you are, but you know what? Yeah. A, a I'm lot sure of people are a good man. A lot of people are going to say that Jeff Beck never had a a, a friggin' hit. I mean, <laughs> in his life, Isn't- but. He, he was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. He's in the he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was in the Yardbirds, the Jeff Beck Group. He's in he's hugely influential. Oh, now I got it. Okay, right, Jeff. Beck I know. Group. No, probably Beck's Bolero, Escape. If you want to see a couple of tunes, any any great blues cover, he's one of the best soloists out there. Anyway, hold on one minute. Hold on. Yeah, Google that there, uh, J Subs. Um. There is still quite a oh shit. Now I gotta find where I put it. There's still quite a bit of feedback from our episode on consent. From was, what was that? Two, three days ago now. More than that. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the last episode we did. It was the one before Welcome. that, right? So it wasn't Monday. It was last Friday. All right, Friday's episode. So if you want to see five days ago, yeah, go back to Friday's episode. Um, I'm trying to see here because there was two consent. Oh, okay. I got it here. All right. There's two consecutive comments in a row that I took a screenshot of because I found it to be really interesting. Um, okay. Just want to say, Joanna, welcome to the live chat. She finally caught us live. Hey, there you go. Nice. So go ahead. Well, now that Joanna's here, I'm nervous. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Why was your brother nervous? He's a teacher, for the love of God. Um,. Good question. I think because 
family and friends. It's literally a, a, a couple hundred people of everybody he knows. And it was, and it's an important kind of speech that you, ha- you don't want to mess up. It's on film, the whole thing. I, I don't know. I guess, you know, it was just Wait, what? My, my, the best man's speech that he had to give my brother. You know, oh, that's funny. Oh, I, oh. I will actually, I, I gave a best man speech once and I was, I, I wasn't nervous. Like, oh my God, like stage fright. I don't get that. But it was the closest to nervous I ever was because I just didn't want to fuck it up. Like I, I wanted it to be really good because that's the kind of thing that stays with people for a super long time. Exactly. Especially if you stand out as being terrible. Right. <laughs> then that's no good. All right. Mm. All right. Here we go. So this is from one patriotic bitch who I love the name. Oh, wait, hold on. I got the wrong one. <coughs> uh, that's the response. I do love one patriotic bitch's name, though. That's this is off name. to a great start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but don't push me around, Frank. I'm getting to it. Come on already. All right. You this probably came, take down Jeff Beck. This came from A Riddles. First, I listen to you guys every week, and I love the show. I mostly appreciate that you guys will discuss all your very different opinions openly and respectfully. We need a lot more of that love. That being said, Anthony, I've listened to your perspective on gender roles many times, and I have to say I think this is a harmful way of thinking to not only yourself but to others and society. I'm harming society, Frank. I'd agree with that. (laughs) I would encourage you to do some introspection when it comes to what you think of as masculinity and why. Specifically in the story you're describing, you're saying because he's not a dominant sexual partner, that means he's not masculine. That in itself is a hugely harmful, and when that's the narrative, that in itself is hugely harmful, and when that's the narrative, don't you think that encourages an environment for SA? Sexual abuse. Assault or abuse, yeah. I know that's not what you're saying, but think about the consequences of a young person or anybody for that matter hearing that. My opinion is that gender roles in general are completely societal constructs that were made to create the male gender as dominant in power and have control over women. And I think challenging that makes you uncomfortable. There is actually no reason that either gender should take a specific role. And to use your example of fixing stuff, if anything, I think it also challenges a male's input to a household. Women are factually the default parent, the assumed caretaker. So if she can fix stuff, it's one less thing that men are needed for. I'm under no illusion. I'll change your mind, but hopefully just provide a different perspective. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) That means we don't have, not every male, female relationship is all the guy has to be like this and the girl has to be like this. And every guy has to be masculine. You have to be the... Yes, they do. Okay. No, because I think masculinity and femininity are on a scale. It's on like a a spectrum. Better better word. Uh, So there are ultra-masculine, which is just way down the line. And then it goes towards the other end, uh, towards feminine. And there's all different kinds of men. Way masculine and pussies. Okay. Is that what you're no. saying or no? No, that's not what no. I'm saying. I'm saying feminine. <clears throat> if you're equating, if you want to call feminine people pussies, then that's up to you. But what I'm saying is they're a masculine. She's made a podcast career out of it so far. I mean, <laughs> no, we're not. We're not masculine. 
<laughs> you know what you know what it was i i missed the beginning and i'm gonna go back and like listen to what you actually had to say but no i cannot believe that you anthony would say to your wife like oh is this okay no Mm-mm. sorry As i don't think it comes her. down to like uh you have i think you have to like test stuff you know you can't just like if you wanted to do something new in bed you kind of have to well that's different but i i like he said he asked is he is he and you got to um, make sure your it? wife is okay with with what you're doing you know you can't be like this is what we're doing and that's it i i think my point got missed a little bit which doing anal tonight okay <laughs> you got to run it by the uh, the significant okay. other a little bit you got to be like hey what do you feel you know you got to be on the same page. I, first just... of all, backdoor is an is an automatic conversation. You don't just give that a a, a try. Oh, that's wrong a, hole. That's a conversation. I mean, that'll happen, but you don't just that. Uh, you don't just that's a conversation. You don't just do that. I mean, I don't know any man that would. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I that's crazy to me. That is crazy. No, but Blue you have to make hole. sure. You have to make sure you're both on the same page when you when you get things started. I think my point was, which got misconstrued, and Janine, I would love your opinion on this. Go ahead. My opinion, my, my, what I was saying was in, this, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, all right, guys, for the most part, were dicks. Majority of the guys. Like, over 60, 70% of men were dicks. They were... Maybe a little molesty, uh, maybe a little sexually maybe harassing. Maybe cold outside. Who's molesty? <laughs> right? They're, they're just, their tendencies were not good, and a shift needed to happen, okay? And I think through the 90s and the 2000s, people started recognizing, like, hey, workplaces are not safe and not enjoyable and not good for women, and men need to change their behavior, right? If JSAPS sure. works there. But what I'm saying is, is as that happened, let's say the assholeness of a man was at an eight and we were trying to get all the eights down to a five so that they would be normal human beings. What I was saying was, is you actually had fives to start with that went down to twos that became, for lack of a better term, what Janine would describe as a pussy. And I think what you had over the course of the late 90s and in the early 2000s, as Frank and I were coming into teenager 20s or early 30s, you had a lot of guys that were hearing all their lives how awful men were and how bad men were and were trying to go above and beyond out of their way to be overly respectful. And then as a result of that, you have women who were like, stop being pussies and be a man and be assertive and i was assertive and then aggressive you can't let me just finish this i reiterated several times in this conversation with frank to everybody that that doesn't mean if you're an because because again there's a lot of people who started at asshole and that doesn't mean oh this guy is saying it's okay to be more assertive i can i can go back to being molesty that's not what i mean i mean there were guys that weren't molesty to begin with took in everything that everybody was saying as a society and went way the other way with it 
as we were trying to center asshole to just normal human being, as everybody shifts over, they become overly, overly, you know, cautious. And, you know, and like my example was checking for consent is not a bad thing. And I said this numerous times, but checking eight times, maybe just check five times. You know what I'm saying? Five it, it, times? I, I think I was, you, oh, oh, I I'm disagree saying, with that. Well, was, if it's your first time with the, with with the other person, and you got you're doing different, you're you're moving on to each step. You know, is this all right? You know, something like that, or how how are you doing, or what's going would, on? You know, you just check in. Too. You gotta check like in every that. now and then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wouldn't well, like that. Well, then that's see, that's the difference, though. And that that's my point. I'm sorry, Frank. I will let you. I'm sorry. No, but you that, didn't. You did, go ahead. That was my point is that there are women that will look at that now and go, this is not a turn on for me. This is not what I'm looking for in a man. And I think we have a problem now because this is what happens. We try and correct and we overcorrect everything. I think, I think and, and we get into overcorrect. Now, listen, that's not to say that there aren't still men that need to hear don't be an asshole. Make sure you check and, and and make sure everything is okay. That's still we still that still needs to be said, which I did say in the last episode. But my point is is that if you're like me and you're checking eight times, you don't have you maybe be not so much of a wishy-washy like and the point was is I had overheard somebody telling this story about you know how you know they, a, a girl would be in his bed. You know, and I, I felt the same way. You'd be in the bed. They're naked. They're right. And you're like, are you, are you sure? Are you, you know, and it's What's like. What's wrong with that? That's not. That's that is fine. Cool. If you're both in bed naked and you're about to do something and you and you want to make sure, hey, you're sure, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. No, I think that. Yes, Frank is right. But to, to ask two more times after that is the problem is what I'm saying. Whatever makes, you know, whatever makes both parties comfortable. If it takes two more times to make both people 100% on something, then, then that's I'm going to let Janine finish here. But I think the point is, is that the third time you check, as she's trying to put her penis inside of her, your penis inside of her, and you're checking for a third time, you're going to start to piss her off and her be like, oh, forget it. Then. I just don't want to, you know, if you're going to be this well, then much. you ruined it. Well, then that's, then that's you. Then here, that's here's happens. the thing. I think that if there's two adults in bed naked with each other, there should be no question of, hey, is this okay? I don't think that that would even cut. So anything goes. No, you're both in bed naked, anything goes. Well, if you're going to have sex, just regular sex, no, I but don't think. But this is like, yeah, you you can't, you know, you can't just do anything you want and, and expect oh, everybody to be able... <laughs> Yeah, well, if you have that understanding, that's one thing. No, I'm... If the both of you are on that same page of let's just be if wild, you, if, great. If a man is going to, if we're in bed together and a man is going to put his penis inside me, and I know, obviously, I know we're both naked and we're going to have sex, I don't expect him to say, is this okay? Because obviously, it is okay if I'm lying there naked with you. 
I think that you you could would be able to tell from like body language and chemistry. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's a big part of it. Absolutely. Body language or, um, you know, how, how everything escalates and where you are. It's not just like you're thrown in bed naked. It's you have to gradually get to those steps. And if there is a question along the way, it's, you know, it might make one party feel better to ask that question rather than think, oh, is this too much or am I doing something wrong? Especially if it's like the first time you and that person are together or even the, you know, the next time, whatever it is, you got to make sure. Well, I'm not talking about one of you is uneasy. I'm not trying about talking about something new. I'm talking about you take a, like you, you're ready to end the date and the girl goes, can I, can I come to your house? Okay. Oh yeah, she wants to fuck. Now most guys will think, okay, that's it, I'm good. But then there's guys that are like, um, all right, can I get you a water? How about a glass of wine? Oh, okay. Like there, when you're up to the fifteenth sign of like, do you want to watch TV? How about we go in your bedroom? Um, oh, okay. Um, you know, like like there's all these signs where most guys are gonna be like, oh, okay, she wants to have sex. But then I felt like this, hearing this guy and being the way I was we would be down to no clothes and I would still be like, are you, is it, do you think we're going to have oh, sex no. tonight? Oh, no, 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 And no, she'd be no, like, no. Oh, hello, uh, we're, you know, this, yes, we're going to have sex tonight. And you're like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> like, well, I you, mean, might, you don't have to ask him like that. Sure. You don't have to be so, wait, 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 wait. are we going to, you know, you could be like, you know, you could be a little, maybe a little more sexy about it. You don't have to be like, Let's state for the record here that we're gonna. You could be like, "Hey, are we? Are you sure about this? Let's, you know." If you whispered in her ear, "Are you sure you just want me to just pound you out right now?" There you go. See, that's a sexy way of asking. Well, it that's is. what I. That's what this guy was saying, and I feel like that. You know, I was overly cautious back in the day, and I feel uh, like there's a lot of people like that. Well, that's. Let I me tell you fine. something. The more caution, the better. See, and, that, and this is where the this is the interesting dynamic. Frank thinks it's fine no matter what, where I think at a certain point you're harming. Oh, yeah, your, it's definitely a turnoff. Your you relationship harming? with the girl. Yeah, you are. If you're both on the same page and she's OK with, you know, if you're you, you, you it's. Frank yeah, doesn't believe ask, in too much of a good thing. I think if you ask a couple of times or even eight times and the girl's OK and it's like then. You're, then you're all good to go. But if, you know, if she's upset with how many times you're asking, again, she could say, all right, well, good. You don't have to ask anymore. And then you keep going. How and annoyed do you think I would get? And how many, what's the um, slap sound going to sound like <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I tell the guy, just shut the fuck up and put it in. That's it. All right. So shortly after A. Riddle's comment, one patriotic bitch wrote, I agree with you, as I do most of the time, Anthony, the whole men's subject and how we have gone back further than needed. I am more old day traditional. I want my husband to be the man, not a pussified bitch who has to ask permission on everything and can't make his own decisions or have his own opinions. He isn't going to overstep the boundaries on me being equal in the relationship. But there are times when women want the men to take the lead and be the man. Nothing wrong with men treating women with respect and making sure their partner is comfortable and willing and cool with the situations and stuff. But women have changed today also. Some give off flirt signals and then turn around and get angry when a man acts on those signals. That makes all situations dangerous for men because nobody wants to 
nobody wants their name or reputation dragged to the mud or falsely accused. Don't be a tease and entice a man and then turn around. I'm not going to say that word. Be a C word. (laughs) When they want to act. Women have gotten too masculine, in my opinion. Each relationship is different. So I think the conversation needs to come up for new couples. You need to know the type of person you're dealing with before you act. So conversation is a must to get to know someone before you get that far in a relationship. So that's that's a form of checking with the person, having the conversation and making sure you're both on the same page. So if you if the guy is going to be a, you know, aggressive guy, what if she goes stop? Then she's not comfortable with it. But if she's like, yeah, okay, And then she's like, let's go. You, you, it's always asking, you know, you have to. It's not always, hey, are we going to have sex? Are you OK? Sometimes it's you good, you know, or, you know, it's you still do that now, Frank. What? You still say to your wife, you're, you're good with this. No, sometimes it's you're in the mood. Are you you ready to go? What's going on? You know, you got to you know, I don't want to just like you start to DJ and she's like, <laughs> we should talk about that one day how signals in a relationship get modified over time like when you when you're married for a number of years after a while like you'll just be like on your phone scrolling and go are we, are we like it could go from long romantic conversations meals and wine to ready let's go huh? yeah. but like if going back to this this uh comment here um so i want my husband to make his own decisions which is fine, but this this particular decision is not just his own decision. He's deciding for you too. So, if he makes a decision and you're not in agreement with that decision, you've made, you know, you've put your, you know, your half of your the, the decision into it too. You got it's both parties have to be equally into it. That's all I'm saying. Both but- parties have to be on board. But here's what I'm saying is, is what I've learned over the last 10 years, 15 years or so, is that there, that there are a lot, there's a good amount of women that want their men to be assertive. Then that's between them and their partner. But that was a surprise. That was a surprise to me. But that can't come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, if they want their partner to be assertive is fine, but aggressive and... Yes, you know, aggressive. Which is fine. Again, if that's what you want, <laughs> if that's what you want, that's fantastic. But I think the but point the is... the guy that... has to be made aware of it. And, you know, the woman has to be okay with it. And the guy has to know that, that the woman is okay with it. No? Yes, I agree. I agree. But again, I'm the same guy who said a week ago that Andrew Tate is a huge douchebag for teaching this overly masculine bullshit, manipulative, like, let me fuck it. You know, I think that's all horseshit. But I don't think it's it was born out of nothing. Like, I think he saw an opportunity because a lot of women feel like there's not enough yeah, men out there acting like men. Well, this is true. Uh, I'd say from the consensus of my friends and people I know. Uh, a lot of them say that they wish their husband would be more, um, or a boyfriend would be more aggressive. Okay, I will say, when I said over the last 10, 15 years, that comes mostly from our friend group. 
and hearing the women in our friend group talk, and I look around and I go, my the, my male friends are a bunch of pussies. Like this is a this is what Who have you heard say something? Like everybody, Me? everybody at some, about? all of you at some point, you get enough drinks in the women in this group, and they will start talking. They will start giving you way more information than you. Oh, ever I know for. exactly what you mean. That one night. There's a lot of nights. That well, one, one night on a boat. <laughs> there's a lot of nights. That was the latest. I don't, I don't think that was I heard. I was there and I conscience, consciously avoided hearing any of that. So because I really didn't want to I didn't want to know whatever they were talking about. Well, I'll tell you something. The roommate overheard something and then he tried the same thing that night. And I was like. Would you read? Would you read this? What playbook is this from? Because <laughs> <laughs> so I was too busy. I was too busy dancing upstairs. So I thought you wanted him to be aggressive and take the initiative. Say that's something you didn't agree with, right? It wasn't. a. I didn't agree with it, but I let him do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've come back from a friend gathering and just been like, I, not appalled, but like shocked a little, like, like, holy shit. Like they're like, again, because I, I've, and I feel like this, and I said this in the last episode, you have to be 35 to 45 to even understand what we're talking about because every uh, other generation didn't have to deal with it. Like we did. I feel like this is specific to our generation where you were just taught men are bad. This is bad behavior. I, I and never, be nice. I'm very I think surprised you're, at that. I think you're exaggerating it. No. And, and my point is, is that for the nice people, like again that need that was necessary for the assholes but there was a lot of nice people that were like oh okay and then went ridiculously nice overly nice and too well, much so to a, def a fault where now it's like there are this generation of nice people that went way too nice and now their wives are like can you man the fuck up please and you know i think that's a, a big thing and not just in our group like i said i overheard this guy telling the story and that's what sparked the whole thing well, you said something before, like they wish they're, you know, they want the men to act like men. Well, what does that mean? Act like a, act like a man. There's so many different. There are men out there. That is again, true. that it's again, it's a scale, masculine to feminine, and it's everybody. There, everybody is a different spot on the scale. So, acting like a man means what? Well, it could mean a different thing to different people. Yeah. Exactly, a man could yes. could, could be very feminine a man could be very masculine doesn't matter you're a man you're a woman you're all everybody's different so acting like you act like you and you want to be a nice I'd rather have me, people be too nice and go and and swing hard that way than go the other way and swing to the too you know the dick way the, the asshole way i agree so with that as a society because you got to get those assholes down down a few notches into you know how to behave with a woman well let me but ask to, you this yeah go, go ahead no, i was go just ahead. gonna say but that but now you have an issue where those fives who were nice to begin with are now ones and you got to kind of get them back up to fours and fives so they're ones now you don't have to do anything to them you don't have to get the, they are who they are if they're ones they're ones no but they're that's not what that's not what the women that they're uh that are attracted to them want that's causing a problem that's, well then they they don't want them if that's who they are, if they're a one, then that's who they are. And if the women don't like that, 
then either they could talk with the guy and say, you, I'm with you. You've changed to a one. I want you back that way. That's between them. Or they have to find another one. That's who they are. Let me, well, let me ask you this. So you're basically saying, Anthony, that you grew up hearing that men were dicks. So, so like basically 65 and up, you'd say those men are dicks, right? I think those men came from a generation where they treated women horribly, like specifically in the workplace, at bars, things like that. You've been watching too much of that show. What's it called? Um, Mad Men. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, I would love to be treated like that at work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was basically treated like that at work. Um, I treated people like that at work. No. Now, with that being said, I don't think that my little old man crush, well, he's not little, but I don't think my old, I don't think my old man crush, I don't think he treats women that way. No, it's not everybody. It's It's not everybody. That's the point. It's his generation. So anybody who, as we were growing up, saw what was happening and said, well, and they learned they took the lesson of all men are assholes, got the wrong lesson. A lot, you know, a lot of men were assholes. A lot of men are assholes. But to think that I think a majority of them were, though, which, yeah, that may be. But it's when you see a lesson of men need to not be assholes to women, you could take that inward and go, well, I'm not an asshole to women. I'm I'm good. I'm also or you could say up. I Go am ahead. and correct myself. You know, it's, it's it's those lessons and those morals are for the people who are. But I don't think assholes. men. I don't think men know because I didn't know. I didn't know the same way an asshole doesn't know. Like an asshole thinks like, oh, she wants me or she wants me to be, you know, flirting with her or touching her, and you know, like they like you look at some guys how they behave. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like they don't well, know. Why. I don't think they know. So what is your complaint then? I'm saying I didn't know the same way. Like I didn't know I was sitting there in a situation and the girl is on the other side going, why is he acting like me? Yeah. Why isn't he just doing what I want him to do? And it's because, you know, she's got, she's (laughs) got to let him know this is what I wanted. This is what I want. It can't just be. How he? Because if a guy does that and because she doesn't want it, then he's in trouble. Well, Frank, then don't you're, be Frank, laying you're, down in bed naked with him. Listen, you're a nice guy. You you don't think you were ever in the exact situation that I'm describing, what? where a girl was like, "Why is he? Why is he being so cautious? Why isn't he I, just grabbing me?" And like, okay, right, I'll never forget this. We were in, we were in. Um, film class, high school, okay? This conversation is burned into my brain. Oh, God. I wasn't there because I was not in film class. We watch On the Waterfront, and there's this scene where, fuck is his name, The Godfather? Marlon Brando? Marlon Brando, like, just grabs this, like, grabs this fucking girl and kisses her, like, as she's trying to get away from him. And I remember we watched this whole scene, and, like, typical to film class, he would just put a scene on. We'd watch it. He'd go, okay, thoughts. And everybody would put their hands up and say something. And I raise my hand and I go, 
Is anybody else a little uncomfortable about how he fucking grabbed this girl who was like kicking and screaming to get away from him and was kissing her? And a lot of the guys were like, yeah, that was a little weird. That was a little uncomfortable. My teacher turns around and goes, oddly enough, a lot of women will say that they felt a lot of romantic feelings during that scene. Like that was a turn on to them. And I'm looking at my teacher going, that guy can't be trusted. That guy has yeah, got that's, that's some skeletons and shit up in his closet. But now what I'm saying is, is fast forward fucking 25 years later and to hear women go, I wish the guy would just fucking grab me already and make out with me. And I'm going, holy shit. Maybe this yeah, guy. There's you know, a difference. There's a huge difference between doing that to a girl who obviously doesn't want that and doing that to someone who is into it. You guy has to, the guy has to know that's what the this is what this person that I'm with wants. He has to know it. Otherwise, he's rolling the dice, and if he's wrong, it's oh, yeah. a problem. It's a problem for her. It's a problem for him. It's Listen, for I agree, and I'd much rather be on my side than on the other side. But that doesn't go without saying that I believe societally there was an overcorrection, and there's a lot of like super super nice guys that could take it down two or three notches and still be nice guys. And probably be in better relationships with the women that they're with. That's my, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I hear you. But, you know, if you're with someone, if you're dating someone and she wants the guy, if say it's a guy and a girl, she wants the guy to be more aggressive, then she could hint at it. She could say it a little, you know, hey, I wish you'd just, you know, or maybe she, you know, initiates or, you know, there's got to be some kind of, you can't just assume he's going to do it, number one. You can't just assume he's going to be... Can't assume the guy's going to do anything. Right. That's not, that's true. And, hey, if that's what you want, tell the guy. The guy will be fun. You know, if you say, hey, I'd like you one day just to just to initiate it and just let's go. I'm sure the guy will do that. But <sighs> to think he's just going to do that out of nowhere and risk, you know, hurting her or you know messing with her or anything like that, I don't, I don't think that's hurt me. Hurt, I don't think that's, hurt me. That's the way to do it. That's not the way I like to do this it. from Brian. Funny. Some prior employers didn't ask if I was okay when I was getting fucked. <laughs> that's, the, that's the biggest workplace molestations is from the fucking uh, boss. Yep. Right. You know? Anyway. Anyway. All right. So that's that. Just get consent. Just be be nice. There's nothing wrong with being aggressive if you're both on that same page that's all i'm saying i think that if you are unsure if the girl doesn't like if you're unsure then maybe maybe you should ask for consent. oh if you're unsure you should ask 100 percent. yeah if you've been with your wife for 12 years and you're djing and she just puts <laughs> your hand away you well no listen ask. listen i was and making it I was you making a, a joke. Yeah. I was making a joke that I asked for consent so much that I'm married to my wife with two kids and I'm still asking. Three I hope times that was a joke. joke. That was a joke. I don't because I you don't still think have that to... your wife would like that. Well, it doesn't have to be, honey, would you like to have sex tonight? It could be something like, you know, you, you lean in and you kiss her on the cheek or something. And she's like, eh, what fucking, you know. what are you talking about? In my house, in my house, she'll look at me and go, are we doing this or am I going to bed? You tell me. Well, whatever it is, whatever your relationship is. <laughs> that's where, that's how consent is today. A lot of relationships are different. You have different signals. You have different 
ways of getting to that moment. So it's, you know, it might not be as cut and dry as are we going to? Yes, we are going to. No, this is, it, it, I'll give you one of my, one of my signs. If I come to bed with my hair's down, boy, you know, it's on. <laughs> hair down is the signal. Yep. Does he know that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. Although sometimes why, I'm like, why is Hello? hair why is hair down the signal? Because um, I go to sleep with my hair up, and I hate having my hair up. So, it's he just knows. He knows. My wife wears a specific shirt. Oh, we talked about this before. She'll, uh, I, I know a couple she puts arrows on, on it. And if, <laughs> she puts Blow on a shirt. And, yeah, I need, <laughs> shirt says <blowing. laughs> I know it's going down. There. She borrowed it from me. Is it an Anthony on air shirt? No. Oh, you know what bugs me though is marriage is is, is how many times you do kind of have to schedule sex. Like it doesn't happen all the time, but there are times where it's like. Well, shit, if we don't do it now, it's going to be like four days. And then it's kind of like, well, but, but maybe Tuesday at three, we could fit it. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that happens in our relationship sometimes. Well, my parents are um, sleeping over tonight. So you know what that means. <laughs> that means the whole house is going to be rocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down tonight. Holy shit. So, yeah. Jay Sav's fact, household. My- my um computer is dying, so ooh, I gotta go soon. I don't even think I don't know if we have any more topics for J Sabs. I don't even know. Do you care about Rachel Ray? Uh, no. My friend worked on the show for years, but no. On the Rachel Ray show? <laughs> wait, wait. Was she nice? Was she nice? Yeah, that's what everybody wants to know. Uh, she was. Oh, there you go. That's good. Hey, would you blow me? Wrote. J Sabs walks around with the long pumps only t-shirt. <laughs> That's a good sign. That's a sign. I'll, but I'll be disappointed because it's a short pumps only. Definitely. Don't. Oh, wait. You sent me something. I put it on my thing, but I didn't get to it. We didn't get Ben Affleck at the... What was he doing at the Dunkin' Donuts? He was uh, filming a commercial, but he actually stayed to like um, give people their coffee uh, at the drive-thru. Oh, he worked at it a little bit. That's fucking mm-hmm. funny. Right. I got to tell you the the fucking funniest um, Dunkin' Donuts thing ever is Casey, his brother, Casey Affleck on SNL. It's the holiday. They just played it for the holiday show. You ever see that? No. It's like Boston guys. Google Casey Affleck Dunkin' Donuts after the show. Well, I'll have to watch that one. It's fucking hysterical. But I said to Anthony, um, do you think he gives long pumps? Um of caramel or whatever flavor you want, uh, Affleck. You think he knows how to? I think he knows how to because he hits that Duncan hard. You know he does. New England guy. Mm-hmm. They love it a up lot. There in Boston. A lot of dunks in in Boston. They're like yeah. every block. It's a fucking religion up there. It's not just mm-hmm. coffee. It's a religion. It's insane up there. They're everywhere. And it's typical to everything else, in Boston. It's just shittier than everywhere else. Like it's that's the thing, like and they Boston. just still love it. Boston. Boston's a nice town. Mm. The shittier Ossiani. version of New York. Ossiani with the super chat. Thank you very Ooh. much. Thanks for a very funny show. Well, you're very welcome, Ossiani. I think Ossiani likes her men to be aggressive. Uh, Aussie, please confirm because I feel like you do. I think like, most women do. And I think, yeah, I think, I think it's so. hard for dudes. That's fine. But you could like that. Hard. 
But I, I do think it's still going on. Like, I think we have a generation of, like, overly in touch guys, especially now. Especially now. They're, like, we have to, I mean, this is not a bad thing. There's gender fluidity more now than ever before. Like, I think sure. this That's generation point, yeah. of 18, of teenagers, 20-year-olds, they don't give a shit about gender as much as somebody exactly. who's, like, 60 years old. Right. So I think there's a little bit of this That's weirdness going on there. That's the scale. It's not not weirdness. It's just that's what it is. But I think you're going to have a lot of, you know, and I say like, I, I mean, I say women, but it's, you know, whatever it is. I think you have a lot of people going like, I wish you would be more like, you know. So then that all you got to I, I feel like with most people. But here's what I'm, can I just but say? All you got to do is say it once. Can just I just say this? And then they will. It's nobody's fault. It's hard when you're living. You can't teach everybody the same thing. There are some people you can't be like, come on, men, be stronger, because there are some dudes that are going to take it too far. And that's how we wound up in this situation in the first place. You know, I some people that are going to Bill Cosby, this fucking thing, Oh, you know, and then you're like, well, I think that's. That's just him being um, a narcissist, you know, like a rapist and a terrible uh, person. But that stem all stems from him thinking he's the best, you know, no one's above him. And men I'm who sure are that, like that are yeah. men who are narcissistic like that. Think they can get whatever sexually, they want anytime. Sexually think like you owe it to them. Like this is what they should get. Like no matter what. But I think there's a lot of men out there like that too. You mean I, nowadays? I mean all the time. I mean, oh, I think well, it's yeah. I think it's those men that started the problem. I think there was more of those type of men in the seventies and eighties, but that's not to say that they're not still around today. No, yeah, no, that's why there I, is. I'm, I know there, there is. I, I've seen it. I know some. Well, so, well, that's why a little overcorrection is fine. I, I, I think you can never be too careful. If you need to check, you need to check. That's that. So you think I should ask my husband? It's definitely me asking my husband. Is this okay? You definitely need to check with you. Can I just say something to you, honestly? Whatever you're doing is has to be approved. I think we should do this, have this conversation off the air for legal purposes. But you definitely <laughs> need to check more. Sharon loves ice cream. Has the quote. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's a difference between being aggressive and pushy and being confident and assertive. Agree. Right. Confident not easy, and assertive is fine. But not easy for for people to, you know. Not easy for, for people. I'm, like, I'm telling you, over the course of my lifetime, I have had this conversation way too many times where the girl's been like, I really wish you would have done this, or it would have been great if you did this. Like, I've had like that left. conversation way too many times. really wish you would have left. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish you would have, would have gotten me a sandwich instead. I'm, I'm good. I really wish you would have found where my button was. What? No. I'm, hey. I'm just kidding. I really wish you would have just DJed a little harder. <laughs> Let me ask you a serious question. You think Ben Affleck is good in bed? Absolutely. You know what? That picture of him the other day, I was like, you know what? He is a handsome guy. Yeah. Doesn't he's mean a handsome. Guy. Handsome doesn't mean he's good in bed. Also, he definitely knows how to fuck. If JLo's with him, sorry. That's a good point. If who, if J Lo was with him, you that, is that what you said? 
I, you know, but I, yeah. don't you feel like he doesn't get the amount of respect that he should have? Like, didn't he win an Oscar for directing the uh, for uh, Goodwill Good Hunting? Hunting. Hunting. I'm sorry. Okay. No. He, all right. Well, he wrote Goodwill Hunting. Didn't he win for the one? What was it? Ar Argo? Argo. Yeah. Did he win yeah. for that? I'm sorry. I think the guy is a fucking world-class filmmaker. Obviously, he's, like, tall, dark, and handsome, right? He's got that whole fucking shit going on. Like, I can't believe he's not in the conversation of, I want to fuck him more, or I think he's a wonderful filmmaker more. I feel like we're shitting all over Ben Affleck and disrespecting him when he should be way higher in the spectrum of national respect of people. It won Best Picture. And best. He cheated on his ex wife with the babysitter. So I think that's what. Jennifer Garner? Yeah. With the babysitter? Mm hmm. This was right. years ago. Listen, yeah, babysitters, I mean. They get a pass? I'm just saying. When you're fucking famous as fuck and your significant other goes away for four months at a time to go work on a film, well, what are you going to do? Babysitters are going to get banged. Uh, mm. that's, that's just the reality <laughs> of the situation. You want to avoid that? Hire a dude babysitter. I mean, hire somebody. He and even in that case, I'm sure he probably would have fucked the guy and been like, "What? What do you want? What do you expect from me?" What do you think? Babysitters are gonna get fucked. You know. I mean, that's just that's messed up. <laughs> I mean, well, don't babysit at Anthony's house. <laughs> <laughs> this is the safest house to babysit at. I got news for you. <laughs> hmm. um, On that note, yes, I would do him. All right. Frank, would you bang about, uh, uh, Ben Affleck? He can, put, he can put long pumps in my... Um, Your coffee? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped you and from he... saying something way inappropriate. You knew it. What about, what about Matt Damon? Uh, no. Nah. Anyway. All right, Frank, who's better looking, Matt Damon or Ben Affleck? Uh... I think they're both pretty close, but I'd say Affleck's probably a little better looking. I see. But I feel like then I feel like everybody respects Matt Damon more. Because his yeah. movies are better for the most part. Are he they? Also, he also didn't date, uh, marry someone famous. So that's true. But yeah, well, I don't. And he didn't cheat on his wife, I don't think. The whole thing. But Matt Damon, I mean, you look at his. Look at Ben Affleck has like notoriously one of the worst movies ever. Gili, are you gonna Gigli? fucking still hang him for Gili? I'm pulling out Gili, the Gili card. Wow, I'm going. I cannot Jesus. believe. But there are there are Ben Affleck mo- movies I enjoy very much that a lot of people don't like. Like, uh, do you ever see Surviving Christmas? Oh, that's a great movie. I love that movie. People don't like it, but uh, him, James Gandolfini, Christina Applegate. Uh, it's a great. It's a funny movie. I enjoy that one. But do you want to know something? It's so funny that you brought that up because I did not like that movie. And then we talked about this this past Christmas. I ran out of movies, so I just started. I like you know started watching anything. It's a fun movie. I put that on, and I was like, you know what? This is way better than I was giving it credit for. Yeah, he gets on Gandolfini's nerves the whole thing, the whole time. It's great. Him and Gandolfini are good together. They were good. Yeah, I thought it was an underrated movie. Yeah. I don't know. I still feel like Ben Affleck should be king of the world, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise status. He's up and there. He's, he's A-list. Not. Sure he is. Uh, you think so? I don't think he's respected as much. I don't think he's on the... 
I think he's A minus, but he's A. You got Brad Pitt is, uh, and George Clooney. They're up there, but I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, he's just a half a, he's half a hair a, below them. A smidgen? A smidgen. We didn't get to the Golden Globes. Most people didn't watch it, though, so I don't feel so bad. Um, I didn't know they're happening until I went on Twitter and said, oh, look, the Golden Globes are happening. On a fucking Tuesday? When did that happen? I don't know. When did the Golden Globes move to a Tuesday? I don't know. Might as well be Tuesday morning. I know. I think we're way past uh, um, award shows at this point. You know what it is? We've got to bring back. It's the lack of host. I keep saying this. Yeah, put Billy Crystal back on there. We need Billy Crystal now more than ever. He was the best. We really, really do. They had Gerard Carmichael. Everybody, and I liked him. I said I liked his last comedy special. I don't. He's not. He's not the energy that is. for an award show. Right. Yeah. I know he's a comedian. But that's all I know. Yeah. It just breaks my heart. We need a good like. We need to get back to having fun at these award shows and people. You know. I don't know. All right. Uh, that's it. Appreciate Jumpstart Coffee Company for sponsoring the episode. They're the best ever. Uh, grab a fresh bag. Dark roast blend there for Frankie C. I'm on an espresso blend bag right now as we speak. Uh, love it. Can't get through the show without it. They support the troops. Stuff. Support them. Thank you to them. Thank you to Frankie C. J. Sams. All you guys in the live chat. We will catch you guys on the next episode, which is Fry Yay. See what I did there? Yeah, I like it. Very good. Creative. Show me <laughs> potato salad. <laughs> Maybe we should go now. Go ahead. Go ahead.